This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSEN. Okay, it is the Lombardi Line as we welcome you in. VSEN, the Sports Betting Network, the first Sunday in November. Week nine of the NFL. It feels like the holidays. It feels like football. It feels like Michael Lombardi's hanging out at the Borgata. I'm Patrick Maher. We're going to try to have a flight line like performance today over the next two hours. Good morning, Michael. Wow. Good morning, Patrick. I could watch that all day. That you know, when you can see when you see greatness, whether it's in team sports, individual sports, it's breathtaking. And and watching that yesterday, watching greatness unfold. You know, I, I'm alone in the house and I'm screaming as it's coming down the home stretch. And of course, naturally, I was just telling Thomas Gable, as naturally as the horse turns down the home stretch, Bella gives me the one bark that means take me out. You know, and I'm you like, you can't me. do that to me. No, I swear to God. She gives me the one bark that says take me out. Like she knew I wanted to watch it. She just wanted to annoy me because it gets me. And I, and I literally, I had to pause the TV. I took her out, came back and finished it. Thank God for pausing TV. But I loved it. I was in just sheer happiness. I had nothing involved in it. I just thought it was so incredible. How many times in our lifetime do we hear people extol the virtues of a team, an individual, and then they kind of let us down a little bit because they're not as good as we once thought. This horse, to me, exceeded expectations. For those that don't know what we're talking about, Breeders' Cup Classic, the biggest race in the world, flight line, been compared to Secretariat, won by a record almost nine lengths over the rest of the field. It's a great race. Go back and watch it. My biggest thrill of working with you for years is watching your excitement for these horses. But, you know, I was thinking about it when you were texting me yesterday. The greatness is something you just wrote about it in your new book, Football Done Right, which is going to come yeah. out. Like, this is something that you kind of catalog throughout your career and this in the hall of fame and football is certainly something you're focused on in your new book. Yeah, no doubt. And to me, there's a, there's a unique gene that these great, great people have horses that there's, there's something that when their mama lifts them from the crib, Brady, you know, and I'm not comparing a horse to a player, but the competitive stamina that they have, whether it's a coach, whether it's a horse, whether it's a, a team, it, it's so rare. And yesterday was a great example from horse racing to college football to baseball. 
that we got to see greatness unfold. The Astros and their great team to be able to take a hot team like the Phillies and win in six games. And then to see, you know, LSU make the two-point conversion against Alabama, to watch Georgia shut down Tennessee. I mean, this was just a day of, wow, there's a lot to learn here and a lot to digest. I think you nailed it. It was a great Saturday. It was a great, if you like sports, if you like just competition, yesterday was about as good as it gets. And guess what? We get to do it again today with week nine in the NFL. We'll get you caught up on everything. Remember, if you're looking at the board, Michael, and it feels a little light, you do have six teams on a bye. So 11 games today, two in that late window, which I kind of like. I don't know about you. I kind of like that because I can focus on those two games a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I want to watch a Tampa Bay and the Rams. I want to watch the whole game. And I want to watch Kansas City and Tennessee. I want to watch the whole game. So now I can. You know, I can put one on the big screen, one on my computer, and I got them both. And I don't have to worry about red zone, and I don't have to worry about whether I'm on the wrong delay. Of course, there'll be no sound, so I'm not worried about red zone. But I don't have to worry about the delay. I don't have to worry about anything. I'm going to silence my phone. I'm going to silence my phone. I don't really want to know for, hear from anybody, and I'm going to enjoy it. <laughs> You're cracking me up. Okay, let's get into it. Let's Before we get into the meat of the show, let's recap what happened this week because there were a lot of trades as the trade deadline has come and passed. A lot of rumors, obviously, what's happening in Washington as Minnesota, a key number. Minnesota's laying three. Remember, that got up to three and a half, but Daniel Snyder and that drama continues to persist. Some rumors this morning. Claypool is now, Chase Claypool, traded from the Steelers to the Bears. We'll get to Miami and the Bears coming up in just a bit. But there's some rumors that the Packers did want Claypool. They also wanted Darren Waller. And for Nesson, the Patriots were apparently nipping away at Claypool as well. Well, I mean, the Patriots have always loved Claypool. But as I explained, I think I explained it on GM Shuffle or on the show before. So when the Bears offered their second-round pick, to Omar Khan and the Pittsburgh Steelers. That second-round pick, and I've said this before all this news came out, that second-round pick had a a value attached to it. So let's go to the trade chart, right? So let's just say that that, that second-round pick of the Bears is worth 800 points, okay? The Packers' second-round pick is worth 400 points, okay? Because it's going to be lower. So unless the Packers were willing to pay more than 800 points for the pick, they were never going to make the pick. So, I mean, that was as obvious. I mean, I don't know how this is a story because I explained it on my podcast. I explained it the other day. Like, that's what happens. You know, when you're dealing in trades, you're getting back draft choices. But those draft choices just aren't choices. They're valued. So if you're not giving me if, – if, if, if you're giving me 800 points and you're giving me 730, why would I make the deal with you? It's very well put. And, of course, some new teams showing off their new toys today. One of them will be, and this is for our Masson audience, as we welcome in Masson, Marquee Sports Network, of course, Nesson, and those of you watching over at VSIN, Michael Lombardi-Hawkinson. So, Hawkinson joins Minnesota. You know, Minnesota's not a team that utilizes the tight end as much as Detroit, but Hawkinson's a very good weapon here. Minnesota's in Washington. We saw this number dance in between that key number of three, three and a half. Everybody's three right now at Washington. Let's start a cap on this one. Well, I mean, this is an interesting game because, you know, Washington has played better, you know, since they've added a Heineke into their team, but they haven't played great. Like they've just been, no. they've played with more enthusiasm, let's say that, and they seem to be connected better. Their quarterback has a sense of it, but let's, let's put things in perspective. I mean, they rank 29th in points per play, Washington. They're, t- they're, they're 23rd in offensive protecting their quarterback. 
they're 27th in red zone trips, right? So they're not they're not good. They're 21st in first downs. I mean, they're not good in any area. Points per pl- points per play offensively, they're 29th. I mean, so even though they've added him, they've kind of given themselves a little bit of a chance. Now, you know, red zone defense, they're not good. And where Minnesota is good in a lot of categories, they don't look good. What happens to Minnesota, and I've said this before, Minnesota is a team that when you watch them play, you, you, you see them punt quite a bit, right? So, you know, when, when you go through it all, and they're really the only negative area that they have is punts per play. I mean, that's really where they're just bad. And so when they do that, you think, oh, they're just not moving the ball. But they're very good in a lot of categories. And everybody kind of has laid off them. You're waiting for Minnesota to fall apart. Minnesota's not going to be as good. And yet Minnesota is really good. And I think that this is a game that it's going to be challenging. You know, Minnesota, the one other area they're not great in is they don't allow – they don't stop – they don't stop completed passes. It's, it's a stat that no one talks about, right? So when you have – like Tom Brady's averaging 20 incomplete passes a game. What that means is there's 20 bad plays. You only get 60 or 70 plays. When you have 20 bad plays, that, that's horrendous. Whereas Marcus Mariota, he only has eight incompletions a game. That, that, so they're maximizing plays. You know, the play count. Like Tennessee wants to run a zillion plays, but what are we getting out of the zillion plays? There's a, there's a fine line you've got to defend. And, I, and Minnesota's defense will allow completed passes, which helps a guy like Heineke. And if they don't turn the ball over, I think it's a close game. If you, To me, this is one of those where if you like Minnesota, you got to get the three. You don't want the three and a half out there. I totally agree. I want to get the Lombardi line. Remember, we juxtapose Michael Lombardi's numbers. He comes up with his algorithm to the market. We'll get that with Minnesota at Washington. I also want to ask you about of course, Daniel Snyder. But how about this? And maybe you can explain to me what the difference is. The Vikings are in first place in the North. They're six and one. They've won each of their past five games by one possession. Last year, Michael, they couldn't win a close game. What does that tell you about O'Connell, the Vikings, and the difference this year from last year? Well, I think a lot of it, Daniel Hunter's healthy. They're better on defense this year, even though last year they were a funny team. Last year they were they were terrible on yards allowed, points allowed, but where they were really good was on third down. It's kind of a, they don't usually go hand in hand. Third down, when you're good on third down defense, you're probably you shouldn't be good in any other category, right? You should be good in other categories. And I think that that Donatello has come in there. He's allowed them to play their scheme. They're still good on third down. They're good in the red zone, so they're able to do those things. And they've been timely. And I think that's the key word here. They've been timely with their offensive execution. I mean, when you watch the Miami game, and I was on Miami and, and, and the points in that game, and, and I thought for sure it was going to be. And, of course, the quarterback got hurt. But the reality of it is is they had timely drives in that game. They punted. They had 15 drives. They punted 13 times in the game. And yet they scored enough to beat Miami. So, you know, winning is contagious. And they kind of have adapted this ability to win games. Now, this will be a dogfight for them. This will be a dogfight. This will be a challenging game because they've got to protect the ball. They can't turn it over. Cousins is going back. The Washington football team knows what Cousins' strengths and weaknesses are. They know they got to hit them early in the game, kind of knock them off their rhythm. But with Hawkinson in there now, with Dalvin Cook, and all these skill that they have, this is a good offensive team. It's going to be hard to slow down. A couple of things. One, Washington has won three straight. Let's be fair. That was a Hail Mary. That was a prayer last weekend in Indianapolis where McLaurin wrestles the ball away from the defender. Heineke throws those YOLO balls a lot. 
But here's one thing you can say about Washington. Jonathan Allen might be one of the best defenders in football, and that defensive front is playing better. Give Del Rio credit. Washington's defense is playing better now. No doubt. And Sweat's playing really good, too. The right end the right end is really a good player. And Allen's playing good. And, and so they, they have, they've been able to really kind of start to create some turnovers. So in the last three weeks, they have created five turnovers, where they went for a period from week one up until the last three weeks, they had one turnover created. So that's, to me, where, you know, where you've got to be able to separate themselves. And they've been able to win close games. I mean, they win the Packer game by two. They win last week by a point. You know, they beat the Bears by five. I mean, they're winning close games too. That's why I think it's so critical that you, you really spend time not giving away that half point. And where they've really improved Washington this year on defense is their third down defense. And their red zone defense. They're seventh in the league in red zone defense total. They're third in third down defense. And that's made a difference. Do you have the Vikings favored by eight and a half with your number? Yeah, I do. Oh, my goodness. Okay, let's come back. Hold off. Don't comment because I want to come back and discuss that because that's one of the biggest wiggles we've seen. And we'll see if you want to go ahead and offer that to the listeners. When we come back, a loss today for Tom Brady would be a first in 13 years. We continue. It's a Lombardi line. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to The Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, sign up this morning, become a VSIN pro, and win some money. Part of the package, it's 99 bucks through the Super Bowl. VSIN.com slash subscribe. I don't know what you're waiting on. So you get the pro tools, which gives you the betting splits, which you should have on your computer all day. Pro picks, 
pro tips over 20 a day here at VSIN, Michael Lombardi's exclusive articles, and more. Plus, we do the work for you. We'll give you winners. VSIN.com slash subscribe. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe. Okay, well, I said it does feel like the holidays, the first Sunday in November. I think still a little bit unseasonably warm out there in Ocean City, New Jersey. No, Michael Lombardi? Oh, no doubt. I mean, it's a it's a summer day today. It, it's already in the 70-degree range. Uh, no wind. I mean, there will be wind in Chicago. I just checked on that. It says start the game. It's going to have 17-mile-an-hour winds. Yep. Uh, so we'll see how the bear, how the the Dolphins handle that with their passing game. But I don't think weather is going to be a factor anywhere. It's going to be a beautiful fall day. Most of the East Coast where I am, and certainly the Eagles aren't playing, so it doesn't really matter here. But up in New York, I, I think it's going to be beautiful. And, and actually the heat and humidity may be a factor as teams tire out. No, you nailed it. Those new toys are going to be unveiled there in Chicago. It's going to be windy. Very windy to start the game, kind of dissipate as the game progresses. We'll get to that game in a second. I want to just quickly go back to Minnesota and Washington for our Masson audience before we move on. The Lombardi line is eight and a half. The market says right now Minnesota's lane three. Let's kind of suss through that a little bit because that's a lot of wiggle there. Well, I mean, look, my lines are dedicated on stats, 17 categories that determine what the outcome of the game should be, what really matters in games, okay? Not what, what people often talk about on television, but what really determines the outcome of games. And then the coaching and the quarterback, those two areas. So that makes the 19 to to go up. And my numbers are all statistics. I mean, other than the coaching rankings and the quarterback rankings, everything else is just done by numbers. And so Minnesota is very good in all those categories. You know, they're very good in all those categories. So when I come up with my number, typically my numbers are always kind of close to to the line. And sometimes they're not because if Vegas would have put out this nine, everybody would have taken Washington and, and, and there would have been no bounce. The book is going to put out a number that entices betting on both sides. So for me, when this number last week, my number for Minnesota versus Arizona was six. The game ended up clo- winning at eight. Right. Of course, naturally, I'm an idiot. I took Arizona with Chris Russo because I thought my numbers were bad. You know, OK. So and that's what happened. So when I get this kind of variance, I just say, OK, I, I, I know my number's wrong. I know that is this three. It's a good number for Minnesota. If I play it, I got to play Minnesota. And I've got to be more diligent at playing my numbers based on logic and based on the, the, the statistical the statistical outcome that I come up with. We do know that the Commanders have won three straight. We know also that it's been a 20-plus year nightmare for Washington Redskin now Commanders fans. Daniel Snyder is going to sell the team. Uh, let's get a comment from you on that quickly because it appeared that he was you know, stubborn and steadfast and wasn't going to move on, but now he got the price. Let's hear what you think about it. Well, I, I think this, look, the commissioner makes the, the kind of money he makes because he orchestrates things behind the scenes that no one knows, right? So, like, it... Dan Snyder was told, and I can't prove this, but I suspect that Dan told they, that somebody went to Dan Snyder, the commissioner or, or some other owner, and said, what's it going to take for you to sell? And he gave him a number because everybody has a number, right? Every, everybody has a number, especially when you're dealing in billions. You're not dealing in 100,000 or a million, right? And so he gave him a number. And so they probably went back and said, okay, for us to sell that, for hit the game to get out of the league, we got to come up with this number. Now, the Goodell knows he's going to get a stadium built the minute Snyder signs the papers to sell the team. That's a fact. I mean, this, the community of the D.C. area 
will will embrace whomever the new owner is, and they'll get a stadium, which the league will help too. Remember, the league's part of these stadium projects, so that's going to happen. And so the value of the franchise is going to be somewhere between six and six and a half billion when it sells. I don't know what number they gave, but at that point, he's going to get his number, and that's going to get him out of the league. So I think this train is riding down the track. And the other key component to this too is. Nobody wants to be Snyder's partner. This whole rhetoric, well, I might sell minority sale. Come on, seriously? First of all, minority ownerships in the NFL are not good. All right? The only reason you become a minority partner is because you want to buy a team. Jimmy Haslam, Pittsburgh. David Tepper, Pittsburgh. They end up owning teams. It gets you right. into the circle, and it allows you to be part of it. But no one wants to be his partner. No one. <laughs> oh, he is... Uh... He is bad news, Daniel Snyder. So good news for our Masson audience and Washington Commander fans. You might not be the Commanders because once that new ownership, whether it's Bezos oh, or Jay-Z, I, I, they're going to change that name. I mean, if I were the owner of the team, if I bought the Washington football team, I would disassociate myself with George Preston Marshall. I would remove everything in the guidebook because he is really one of the worst things that have ever happened to the National Football League. The man was responsible for the racial barriers that came into the league. It's documented. I wrote about it in my new book. For him to be in the Hall of Fame is a disgrace. For us not to kick him out of the Hall of Fame is even a bigger disgrace. I don't know why people aren't complaining about it, but he should. And so, to me, you dissociate yourself with him, and you disassociate yourself with Snyder, and you change everything. You change the brand. It gives you the perfect opportunity to rebrand yourself, and that community will embrace you. Watch out. The big guy is feisty today. He's coming after you. Okay, Michael, let's go. Tampa Bay and the Rams, the last two champs in the NFL, but both teams struggling. The Rams are a bad football team. The sharp play today is Tampa Bay. Remember, that was two and a half. It's up to three with Tampa Bay laying it. Tampa's been favored in every game this year, yet they're two and six ATS. They've lost three straight. This is uncharted territory for Tom Brady and the Bucks. What do you got on Rams Bucks with the Bucks laying three right now? Well, when I watch the Rams play, I don't know who they are. Well, I kind of know who they are. They look like the Detroit Lions with Matthew Stafford. I talk watch to people mouth. in the league. Uh, I'm sorry, but that's the case. I mean, everything is a pass. I mean, when Sean McVay looks at his play sheet and says, okay, give me 38, give me 38 stretch, he knows it's going to get three yards. He's like cursing himself for it. Like he got no run game. The offensive line can't protect. I think it's going to be a really hard game. I think it's going to be a hard 60-minute game. Do I think he could move the ball for 14 points like he did against San Francisco? Probably. I think he probably could. But I think there's a sense of urgency in Tampa. I think getting Hakeem Hicks back inside to go with Vita Bay really puts a lot of pressure on the Ram offensive line. That's going to make a difference. I know they lost Shaq Barrett, but I think having that inside player like Hicks to push that pocket back creates some problems, and then Brady has got to find his rhythm. Look, you can't keep throwing the ball 50 times a game and expect to win. But this Ram team, you there's a lot of opportunities within the defense. If you can block Aaron Donald, if you can take him out of the game, and you can not turn this ball over, you have a chance. And I think San Francisco proved that you could do that. So I like I one of my plays today is Tampa Bay. I like the Bucks. I don't think Brady's going to lose another home game. I think all the distractions around Brady have been distractions. For everybody else but him, I think he'll focus and concentrate. I expect them to play better today. I don't think they're a great team by no means, but I expect them to play better. I just don't see the Rams having to be able to solve their problems. Their problems aren't coaching. Their problems are related to talent and depth, and they can't solve that. 
You know, it's funny about the Rams and Cooper Cup banged up as well with the ankle. Uh, as far as targets, you know, he, Stafford only looks at Cup. But think about what happened with the Rams at home last week against the 49ers. They gave everything they could possibly give for a quarter and a half. And then the 49ers were just the much better football team. Let's be fair. The Rams are not very good right now. And they lack a little bit of an identity. Yeah. I mean, look, the Carolina game. You go back to the Carolina. They beat Carolina. Carolina should have won that game. If if P.J. Walker would have played in that game or they would have allowed him to play, I think Carolina wins that game. Like, I'm not sure. And, and, you know, and so they've lost three of the last four. You know, they they beat Arizona. You know, they beat Atlanta. But that Atlanta game was close at the end, right? So, and if you take Cup out of this, right, if you remove Cup and if he's just slightly injured and they get Carlton Davis back today, which I think will certainly help the Bucs defense, I, I think they got a chance. I mean, look, the Rams are not good at being able to score a lot of points. I mean, they're 20th in red zone offense. And when you break down these two teams, both teams are not in any of the top categories in terms of what determines winning. But the one thing is, I think Tampa's going to be a little bit better prepared playing at home. Neither team can run the ball. Let's be clear. No. And the issue for the Bucks is they can't stop the run this year. That is, that's an aberration for a Todd Bowles coach defense. Uh, and I think today with Hicks back inside, that'll help. Because, I mean, last year when they had Sue and Vita Vey, that were really hard to, ru- to stop. And Nochez becomes the rotational defensive tackle, which helps him. Less of him is more of him. So I, I think that can certainly have an pe- impact. But, look, Stafford, to me, all the conversation about his elbow, it's more about he wants the ball out of his hands. He's been hit way too much already this year. Okay, let me get the Lombardi line on Rams-Bucks there down in Tampa. You know, I had this as a 4.5 game, you know, and, and so I'm. that's why I'm all over the Rams. That's why I'm all over the Bucks. I had the Bucks being favored by four and a half. The line's three. So uh, it's, for me, it's an easy play. I like it. I like it logically, and I like it by my power ranking, so I'm going to play it. Uh, I gave it out. I gave it out on Chris Russo, and I gave it out today to uh, to the email with Bill Ad. The Bucks are taking over at BetMGM 62% of the tickets, 65% of the money. So the betters agree with you. I, I guess we're just all in on Brady because we haven't seen a ton of evidence to back this Bucks team. But to be fair, the one team I want to stay away from is coming to town, and that's the Rams, correct? Uh, I, I think so. You know, and the Rams have beaten them now. The Rams have won twice down there already. So the Rams are comfortable there, but I think that's more motivation for Tampa. We've got some new toys being shown off in Chicago. That's coming up next with your boy Tua in the wind. It's a Lombardi line. You're listening to the Lombardi line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, back to the track with ExpressBet and Editor-in-Chief Jeremy Plonk. Here's his picks, both from Churchill Downs today. In race 7 at Churchill, Jeremy has the 5-horse. Send for me at 3-1. to one. In race 8 at Churchill, Jeremy has the 7. Amusing antics on top at 6-1, to one, a good price. Both these races and more in Betham over at FirstBet, VEASAN's preferred horse racing app. When you sign up right now for FirstBet, you get 10 bucks free. And then when you use the code HORSE200, you get 100% match up to $200. It's tremendous. You're going to love the app. Check it out. VEASAN.com slash horses. That's VEASAN.com slash horses. We're talking football as we welcome you back. It's VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, of course. This is the Lombardi Line. We say good morning and a great weekend to all of you. Michael and I were discussing what a great Saturday as far as competition as we head into this Sunday. And, you know, it's interesting. I I'm curious to see where you stand on the – what I like about what you've said about the Bears this year, 
is you like what the head coach has done, Eberflus, yeah. and you didn't love what he did as a defensive coordinator, but there's been a bit of a shift. These are two teams in Miami that are going to, and of course, uh, the Bears that are going to show off new toys. Claypool, Fields has got somebody to go deep to, and then of course Miami adds Chubb, running back and a couple of toys uh, for that team to play with. What do you got on this matchup with the Dolphins right now? Lane four. Well, you know, Mike Vrabel, when he was the defense coordinator of the Houston Texans, taking over for Romeo Cornell, it wasn't very good. And then he became a head coach, and it's really good. And so maybe Eberflus is that kind of guy. Maybe he's better at being able to coach the entire team than coach one phase of the team. And I give him credit. He's done a nice job. Now, I think what they found here is they've searched for what is Justin Fields? Who is Justin Fields? What offense can we run? They are truly a six-back offense, right? They don't want to throw it very much. They, they want to limit the attempts that he's going to have in a game. They're going to utilize his, his ability in the run game. When I say six-back offense, that means the quarterback is involved in the running game. It's not like he drops back to pass and he scrambles two or three times. No, there are designated plays outside of the RPO game that you, he, you've got to account for the quarterback. And so that's what Fields has to do. Use his athletic skills, make a couple plays to Mooney, now to Claypool, and try to generate some drives and control the ball with the, with the run game. And they've run for over 200 yards in a lot of games. So I credit them for kind of this is where they are. Is it going to be good enough? Can, they be, can he become Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields? I don't know. I'm not sure Jalen Hurts can throw the ball well enough in the playoffs. So there's a long way to go here. But I think when you break this game down, these are two teams that are not dominating in any statistical categories, including the Miami Dolphins, who on the last five games haven't played well. Now they had the explosion in Detroit. Give them credit there. But, you know, where they are, points per play defensively, Miami's 25th. The reason they traded for Chubb is because they're 25th in sacks per play. So they can't get any pressure on the quarterback. They're not great on third down. They're 17th in the league in third down. They can't get control of the game. Their secondary struggles to play man-to-man. And Josh Boyer, their defense coordinator, that's all he wants. He wants to play man-to-man. He wants to get in double sync. He wants to rush five, and he wants to play man-to-man. And teams have taken advantage of that. So the Bears have got to run the ball, control the pace, and then make two or throw the ball into the wind. We'll see how he handles the elements. Miami's a bit of a mirage, so let's take a look at this total. Maybe a little surprise, because as you mentioned, there's going to be big-time win at the beginning of this game, consistently 17 miles an hour. It's going to dissipate as the game progresses. But how about Miami? You look at it on paper, and they're a very good defense, but they've allowed at least 27 points in all four road games this year. It's not like they played well defensively as opposed to what you expect from a team on paper like this. That's why they added Chubb. Right, and both these teams are not good at forcing incomplete passes, right? So the Miami Dolphins are 25th in terms of how many bad plays they can create in the passing game, and the Bears are 29th. I mean, you're going to complete some passes against both teams, and both teams are not good defensively in the first half. It takes them a while. Both teams play better in the second half, but that can be somewhat misleading because the game might be over. So, you know, you're playing better defense because the opponent's playing against the clock, not your defense. So this is a game where Chicago has one way to play. They've got to run the ball. They've got to utilize play action. They've got to get fields involved, and they can't play from behind. And then they've got to be able to pressure Tua to where he's got to throw the ball into the wind, and they've got to be able to read and react. They're a zone team, Chicago, which helps when you're playing a team like Miami. You do not want to gauge Miami in a man-to-man because of their great skill on the outside. I mean, Tyreek Hill has a chance to pass Isaac Bruce for the most yards in the first nine games of of an NFL season with the team. So – they're explosive in terms of getting it down. They've got to take Hill out of the game. They've got to be able to make that adjustment, and they've got to force 
Miami into trying to use newly acquired Jeff Wilson in the run game. Miami's offensive line has been their Achilles heel. We'll see what happens. And if you're a Bear fan, you say, well, we lost Rokon, we lost Quinn. Look, you, you know, you weren't going anywhere with them. You might as well get the draft picks and try to figure out how you're going to go. The Bears are a bit of a sharp play today. The Dolphins, again, remember, we're four and a half yeah. with 68% of the bets, but we've seen that number come down. Do you agree with the Bears being bet by the sharp betters here? And let's get your Lombardi line on this one. I was to me. I targeted this game from the beginning because of weather, right? I, this I was all over this game. I circled it because I watched Tua play, and Tua is going to struggle in weather, rain, wind, snow. I mean, just watch it. And so I circled it, and then the weather report came out like yesterday. I mean, Northwestern stays attached to Ohio State. You know, they only lose by fourteen because weather really helped them. It, it's a, it's a, it's certainly a, a leveling the field play. So I circled this game, and then it was reported the weather. Now the wind is up. I had this as a 5.06 game on my board, right? So, And the number came out right at 5. And everybody has been betting the Bears in this game, and it clearly is a pro's play. Now it's down to 4. You know, now it's, for me, I would have to take Miami. I would have to take Miami. But I'm reluctant to take Miami because of the wind, because I want to see Tua operate into this wind. I want to watch the pregame and see where this wind is blowing and how, how much it's blowing. And how it will, because it will. I don't care if you're a Tua fan or not. I really don't. And I know a lot of them came out of the came out of the woodwork last week because he had a good game against your Lions, Patrick. But anybody who's objective in evaluating a quarterback knows Tua has no arm strength in terms of throwing the ball. It hangs in the air. And when you put wind in his face, I have a, it's going to hang even more. And it's going to make the DBs have to have a chance to make plays on the ball. Tyreek Hill has four games this season with 150 receiving yards and 10 catches, which is tied for the most such in a season in NFL history with Jerry Rice. But point being, he's saving Tua's booty. I'll, I'll try to clean it up on a Sunday. Those deep balls, he's coming back for it. Hill is just a tremendous, tremendous wide receiver, and we know it, uh, how well how well I mean, he's played. I mean, I mean, he's really good. And and look, they do a nice job of being able to. They start the game off. Now, I think the Bears are going to try to get them to try to run the ball. They've got Wilson. Can they run the ball against the Bear front? They can't. You can't let Hill off the line of scrimmage, free release, and just run into routes. And I think if you're Matt Eberflus, the weather is going to make your defensive calls, right? So you might want to take some chances with the weather because if he's in the wind, you feel like you have a chance to break on the football because we've seen it so many times. The receiver's waiting for the ball when they're behind the defense. Okay, key numbers, Michael Lombardi. Let's go Chargers-Atlanta. Atlanta's first place in the South, the Chargers. Remember, when we're talking key numbers, NFL betting three, we start there. And that number right now is dipped below three with the Chargers laying two and a half. And that's painted across the board. We've seen some threes here. It looks like a little love coming Atlanta's way. Do you agree? No doubt. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think it, there certainly should be. I had this as a, a 3.75 game to start off with. And I think the injury factor, Keenan Allen not playing hurts. Eckler may not play. I mean, he's he might play, but he's injured. He's got the I think he's got the chest bruise or something in this week, so that's going to affect him. Their offensive line's not very good in the Chargers. I know they're coming off the bye week, but they're still not very good because not because they're poorly crafted, because they've had injuries in their offensive line. So you add that layer. Look, Atlanta's not very good in the secondary, but what Atlanta can do is Atlanta knows who the hell they are. They run the ball. They play action. They use Mariota in the six-back offense. He only throws the ball on average about 18 times a game. They're not going to try to lose the game with Mariota. They're going to spot use him. 
no matter what the score of the game is, they're going to keep staying with it. They got way behind Cincinnati. They didn't deviate from the run game at all. So they're going to play this way all the way through. And I think ultimately that's going to wear it down on the Chargers. Look, here's what you have to do with the Chargers. you got to eliminate the big play. It's what Georgia did to Tennessee. What Georgia said to Tennessee is, we're going to put you in as many third downs as possible and see if you can execute out a third down. And they, and they couldn't. It's the same thing with, you want to do with the Chargers. When Mike Williams isn't on the field, when Keenan Allen isn't there to convert third downs, all of a sudden their receivers are just very pedestrian-like. So where are they going for the plays? As great as Herbert is, you've got to be able to – you can squeeze this offense down because if they don't make big plays, they break down along the drive. The other factor in this game, and no one talks about it, is Dean Peace versus Joe Lombardi. No relation. Vince's grandson, Joe Lombardi. Now, why is that important? Because Joe Lombardi runs the New Orleans Saints offense from A to Z. It's Sean Payton A to Z. Atlanta has practiced and played against New Orleans quite often. They know it. They understand it. They know when they call screens. They know when they do all the things they do. I think it gives Atlanta an advantage. The injuries for the Chargers, and you mentioned Eckler, of course, Williams, Allen, those are concerning. Here, what else is concerning? They're 27th as far as opponents rushing yards per game. They're giving up about 138, that being the Chargers, and that's exactly what Atlanta wants to do. This plays right into Atlanta's hands. They want to run the football. Right, and you say, well, they can stop the run. Well, it's hard to stop the run when this quarterback is in the run game. It's a different run game than a traditional run game. Atlanta's 3-0 ATS as a home dog and 6-1 ATS overall as an underdog this season. They've been one of the surprises. Not a surprise, Andy Reid off a bye. That's next, Lombardi Line. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, Lombardi Line, as we welcome you back here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, lets you know you got the one game parlay, any NFL game wager with four legs or more. If all but one hits, you're going to get 25 bucks back at BetMGM. This is a great deal. Again, BetMGM has reconfigured their app as well, so go check it out. BetMGM.com. you got to be 21 years or older. 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. Okay, I want to get to Michael Lombardi's power rankings. I'm going fast. We've got so much to do, so many games to get to. We've still got plenty of time. Michael Lombardi, I'm Patrick Maher. I, why don't you just quickly say what you were saying about Miami and Chicago? That is the most heavily bet game. People have interest in that game, and people have interest with Chicago on the money line. For new bettors, that means they're willing to take a risk with Chicago at plus money. Well, you know, one of the things you look at when you get the VEASAN subscriber and you get the betting splits is you also get the betting splits on the money line. And so when you have a line of five, it, you know, why wouldn't you take the points to win the game? But the, the better payout is if you win the money line. If you think the dog is going to win, people play the money line. And so 60% of the money that's come in for the money line is on the Bears. So there's a lot of people, and I'm saying this is right, there's a lot of people that think the Bears can win this game. The other thing is that this game, for whatever reason, is the high, the most bet game on the board by by a significant amount. I mean, it, it is. It, you know, Minnesota-Washington's another one, but that's 7,000 more tickets written for this game. And when you break it down, it's because I think the weather is has been, as you and I talked about in break, we said from the start of this week, Chicago was going to have 20-mile-an-hour wins. And we all know... Anybody who studies the game and watches football closely without a fan interest knows that Tua struggles to throw the ball in the wind. It's just a fact. doesn't mean you hate Tua. just means he can't throw it. He doesn't have a great arm. And so I think that plays into the handicap, and I think that's why people are taking the five and they move this number. I mean, to move a number from five to four, right, without an injury, without an injury, you would think it would have spiked the other way because they got the great Bradley Chubb, but it's come this way. You think it would have gone the other way because they lost Roquan Smith and Robert Quinn? It's come the other way. I think it's fascinating. To Michael's point, he just was watching the TV and the wind was going nuts in Chicago. Just, uh, just yeah. A note. I mean, just I, a note. over here on the side, I've got you know, I've got a, they've got all the TVs here in the book going, and you know, uh, I looked up and I saw Stacy Dales, the the pride of Oklahoma from Canada, one of the greatest point guards in the history of women's basketball. Uh, you know, her hair was blowing like crazy, and so. You know, to me, that that's a problem. Now, will it subside? It says it will by 4 o'clock or 3 o'clock. It's going to be, you know, maybe 16 mile an hour. Right now, it's 20. Batting down the hatches in the Windy City. Go ahead, Bon. Let's go ahead and throw up the power rankings. I've got a lot on Kansas City and Tennessee. This Thursday night matchup, excuse me, Sunday night matchup is going to be fascinating. But let's quickly run through the numbers here. Buffalo's one, Eagles two, Kansas City three. No surprise there, Michael, because there's a chasm after those three. Jump on your list and tell me what stands out. Well, I mean, so I, as I've mentioned before to the audience, right, so there's 17 what I believe to be critical components that go into – that determine winning. And I just didn't make them up. I mean, there's a sheet that I that I refer to that basically is 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 it breaks down the games. Okay, so if you do this, you have a forty percent chance to win. If you do that, you have that and so it's all ranked that way. And so what I've done is taken those numbers and and, and statistically just taken them and put them and come up with a num numerical power ranking. Who's you know, and it goes high to low it goes low to high. So when they have a high number, you're not doing as well. So this is all statistical analysis. This is not betting. 
as Vinny would say, there's polls and prices, right? So this is all That's just correct. statistics. And so for me, Minnesota is strong in 10 of those 19 areas. They're strong in 10 of those. So they're going to get a higher. Dallas is strong. Baltimore's strong. San Francisco is strong. And even though the Saints don't look like a good team, they're very strong in some of the areas that go towards winning. And so that's where I come up with it. So I take a step back, and then I compare those numbers, the power rankings of each team, and come up with my own line spread, like everybody else does at handicaps. And I'm not looking to be, I'm not looking to be correct. I'm looking to find a variance. Like I found a variance with when I find a variance that's too much, like Minnesota, Washington today, then I then all of a sudden red flags go up. Wait a minute, am I wrong here? What have I missed? Let me handicap the game from a football standpoint. Let me handicap the game from my pro personnel background. And then that's what I try to do. So it's a combination of things. It's just not I'm playing the number. But then when I look at guys that are really good at this, James Salinas, who's won a contest before, you know, and and, and you see his pr- plays online in, in Matt Eumann's incredible contest, you see that he's doing the same thing I'm doing. He took Seattle and, and Minnesota as two of his plays this week. Follow. So to me, this is why sharp players just look at numbers. The Titans are keeping the quarterback situation close to the vest. Of course, they plan on in pregame warmups deciding will Tannehill give it a go or will it be Willis? What we love about the NFL is right now Kansas City's laying 12 and a half at home hosting the Titans. Michael, the Titans have won five straight. They're 5 and 0 straight up. They're 5 and 0 ATS against the spread. Henry over those last 5 games is averaging 130 yards per game. He's been great against the Chiefs. This is a fascinating matchup on Sunday night. Let's start with your a uh, handicap of this, and let's get the Lombardi line. It's 12 and a half with the Chiefs laying it. And I had 11 and a half to start off. Okay, so to me, when and and to me, I would have thought when this opened up, if Tannehill were healthy, I thought they would have opened this up at under 10. Okay, they would have opened it up under 10. Now, that, that's not because I think Tannehill's played well. Let's just put things uh, since the Raider game, week three of the season, this Tennessee offense in the passing game has gained 116 yards. 136 yards, 116 yards, and 40 yards. I didn't read those wrong. They're not rushing yards. They're passing yards. They haven't thrown the ball even with Tannehill. Right? If you watch the Washington tape and just sit there and watch the game with me, they did, they got destroyed by Washington. Washington beat them up and took them to the shed and lost the game because they turned it over. I mean, how they won that game is the most remarkable game of all time, just visually watching it. And so that's a credit to Vrabel. You know, he goes down to Houston. He has one basically asset. He's got Derrick Henry. His offensive line isn't very good either. He's got no skill, got no explosiveness at receiver, and yet he's able to run Henry for 333 yards and wins the game and even turns the ball over twice. That's really good coaching, and that's really good strategy. So they've been able to win. To me, this is a buzzsaw now. All of a sudden, you know, you can beat the Commodores. You can beat the Colts. You can beat the Colts again. You can beat the Texans, but now you got Patrick Mahomes and you got Andy Reid off a of bye. And they're going to challenge you to throw the football. They're going to challenge you to throw the football by scheme and by the lead. Okay? Scheme and the lead. When they went to Buffalo and they had the game at 7-7, seven to seven, then Buffalo started to challenge them with the lead. They couldn't throw the ball anymore. And all of a sudden, that game became what? A 41-7 to seven blowout. This is what's got to, you know, Vrabel can't get into a shootout. He knows, even if Tannehill plays, he has no movement. He knows his offensive line is really at, 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 at peril. This is going to be a really hard game 
for him to manage to give himself the best chance in the fourth quarter. Look, I like Kansas City because of the bye, because of Mahomes, and because of all the things they've done. But I think that Vrabel always worries me because he gets his teams ready to play. But there's not a lot to get his team ready with in terms of his arsenal of talent. When this line dropped on Sunday night, the betters agreed with you. How about this? Most shops opened this, the Chiefs laying 11. Immediately, within minutes, it jumped to 12 and a half. So, right. betters looking to back the Kansas City Chiefs. Michael Lombardi, you mentioned Reed off a of bye. How about this? He's 20-3 and three straight up Andy Reed in his career going back to Philly after a bye. What gives? Well, because what he does is he self-scouts. He does a great job of saying, who are we? What do we do bad? What do we do well? And what can I fix? He doesn't sit there and pat himself on the back. He's a strategist. So he looks at how can I improve this team? What do I need to do offensively, defensively? What am I really doing well? What am I doing poorly? And then I go into that and I tell, okay, it's all strategy. It's not I'm going to work the players hard because the rules are the same for all teams on bye weeks. You've got to give the players four days off. You can't be in pads. You, you, you can't. You, there's things you can't do. So it's all strategy within his building. And he looks at himself and handicaps himself, and then he works on those areas. And then what he does is he knows that he's done X, so a coach like Vrabel's going to try to take away X, so he does Y. So he really, so when you self-scout yourself that well, you're able to then anticipate the move of the defense or the move of the offense and then counter it. I think that's what makes him such a great coach. So Tennessee's 5-0 and straight up. 5-0 ATS after an 0-2 start. Kansas City's 0-3 ATS at home this year, yet we've seen the number jump to 12.5. What's the Lombardi line? If you already said it, I apologize, but what do you have uh, on no, this Sunday night? I have it as 11.5, and I think what the book did, so we get this here, what the book did was set the numbers if Tannehill wasn't going to play. It, they set the number with Tannehill wasn't going to play, right? And so now we're seeing movement to the number like Tannehill's not going to play because what they didn't want to do is set it at nine, and then let everybody figure out that, that Tannehill's not going to play, right? So they set it at a little bit. They gave themselves a point. But look, at the end of the day, even if Tannehill were playing, I just read you their passing numbers against bad defenses, and they still couldn't throw the ball. Andy Reid's so good off a of bye because he self-scouts. That sounds like the Lombardi line. After every show, I say, Michael, I think you're happy with your performance today, but could you go home and, and think about how you work performed? On it. No, because I need to I work on you to, it. I, yeah. want you to wor- I want you to work on it. They got too long-winded. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I, don't we have a review I, I, I was, coming up? I, I was great. New England, they're a sharp side. That's for you, Nesson. We're next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.